0: Hoop-a-go, or whatever, whatever they say in Crash Bandicoot.
1: Hoop-a-go? <laughs> Is that a thing?
0: Whoa! Or what? Some random sound effects of Crash. Anyway, the gaming tadpole uh, with Jason, Rihanna. That I mean, as you can tell by the sounds I make, uh, if you remember Crash Bandicoot, those were random sound effects. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about Crash Four. I was trying to get to it last week but i got sick so i talked about a different game and now this week i will be talking about crash 4 since i played it i beat it and i've got thoughts it's gotten great reviews so maybe i am on the side of hey this is great and i know my little brother loves it he called it the best crash game ever i might feel the same way you don't know you don't know some games though haven't been as successful as crash case in point marvel's avengers a game that you were looking forward to and it's been reported that it has just dropped below a thousand players just only a month after release people have already just said you know what goodbye wait 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 we, we didn't we didn't have Hawkeye yet sorry see ya wait come back come back it's led to some things that I've been thinking about about these online services which I've, I've been talking about them I've said multiple times in my piece but looking at this i kind of predicted but what is the takeaway of it well we'll talk about that and of course the rest of the gaming news that happened this week there is another closure but unfortunately at least for the u.s and that is level five games who the heck are they we will tell you about them and why that is unfortunate some rappers spend over 200 million dollars or two hundred thousand dollars on a pokemon card congrats to him but um okay and uh then i see i i've been working all day so my brain is also a little bit fried and uh, rihanna's just waiting patiently oh yeah rock band four rock band is back okay well, that's cool are you excited about rock band coming back that is uh what we got on the show today uh, and of course uh, me and rihanna we are doing this as we both just got home from entire day of work uh, one of us probably had a great time the other one didn't but hey you know what we uh, it pays the bills i guess I you know fun. we're listening even though we live with their family members but yeah
1: <laughs> i was saying always have fun i always
0: enjoy what i do y- yeah you should enjoy what you do or you well, at least at least you got something i mean that's the thing is uh things aren't looking good out there you know job market people losing uh, covid going upwards all that stuff but hey you want video games? If nothing else, that's what Woo. we... Whoa! Yay! Video games! All right, let's start with the show! <laughs> anyway, now on to the show. Man, that crashed Bandicoot. He's always jumping crates, collecting those Wumpa fruits, foiling the Dr. Neocortex's evil plans, being the crap out of other people. <laughs> then sleeping on his couch and getting woken up by a magical tiki god and crash has had such an interesting history because it's at the very beginning we would think when crash first came out back in the day it was going to be sony's mascot and then after three games a kart racing game and then a party game sony was already done with it And they sold it off to Activision, who has been holding the license for the longest time through different game or studios making games from it crashes became a whole different thing it turned into beat up where you take control of monsters and crash looked like a hawaiian surfer yeah i mean you there was a part where it felt like it wasn't the character that people remembered anymore which is unfortunate but hey you want to think characters change but uh, it was not a popular change people did not like crash of the titans or wrath of the titans or whatever so activision rebooted the franchise by remaking the first three Crash games and, uh Insane Trilogy. So it was remastered for every platform, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. You can play all the first three Crash games in beautiful, gorgeous graphics, but exactly how you remember them. And then there was, they, they had the same treatment or similar treatment to the Crash Team Racing game, which they call Crash Team Racing Nitro Field, where they mixed... Crash One with the PS2 sequel, you know, gave it online multiplayer and all that. So Crash is kind of uh, rose back up into the franchise that the original fans loved eventually would get to the point where we get a brand new crash bandicoot adventure which is now where crash has woken up once again from his couch because neocortex and engage the one of the bad guys from crash 3 they found a vortex into different dimensions possibly a new scheme to take over the world and do lots of villainy stuff crash has to go through all these levels bouncing on crates and spinning bad guys in the air collecting all the stuff to save the day him and coco of course and along the way crash meets some new allies or at least allies from the original trilogy that have been reborn as different characters at least they have different things going on with them such as Taiwan who was the before Coco she was the original damsel in distress well I'm not damsel in distress but like the original female bandicoot character and uh, they turn her into a uh, action star and then you got Dingo Dial who was another boss fight in the third game now owning his own restaurant and bar and changing his ways You know, could things work out? Could they save the day once again and all that? Now, I'll be honest here. When I played the Insane Trilogy, I liked it, but there was so much of Crash Bandicoot that just didn't hold up for me. Like the original game, for example. I just didn't think it was very good. Like, I know there are people who love it, but... it it felt like a prototype for what the playstation one could handle and the rest of it was just hey we're gonna make this hard for the sake of it like we're gonna make extremely difficult levels that you'll die thousands of times and none of them being fair like there are these bridge levels where you could barely see what's going on ahead of you and you could easily miss the jumps like i didn't even know i had to jump on the little rails to get through those levels and to me that's not great game design i know there are people who disagree people loved uh the original crash and the original crash trilogy i did not like the original crash and i enjoyed crash 2 but i loved crash 3 uh crash 3 war but even then when i went to the spyro trilogy because after crash remaster they did one for spyro as well where they remade the first three games again gorgeous visuals all that i think spiral holds up more than crash but i
1: like both games as i have played very little of both of them <laughs> but
0: well then your, your, your voice doesn't matter in the is, <laughs> <case. Right. laughs>
1: i mean I uh, also like they're little mangoes. I mean, they're not what they're called, but they kind of look like mangoes in Crash. I just like that.
0: Yeah, they're little, <laughs> little little fruits. I mean, in those old school platformers, you always have those collectibles, you know, coins, rings, whatever, uh, have you. So going into this, I will, and even when they remade Crash Team Racing, I liked that too, but there were things about it that didn't hold up for me, especially the boss fights. And then now we go to this. And I have to say, there are things that are very impressive with this from the get go. I mean, the, the visuals, they speak from themselves. Everybody's animated like a uh, Chuck Jones animation chuck jones who uh, worked on looney tunes back in the day and also the original grinch there's even some facial animations of engage that kind of remind me of the grinch Uh, the way he just kind of does his little sinister villain grin it's like okay well so they paid into real detail about those old cartoons and try to make the story zany like those there's some funny gags going on and it's a story that allowed itself to be silly, be goofy, even though it doesn't make sense half the time. I'll I'll get to it. there's a there's some character things that happen towards the end. I'm like, okay, what? I was entertained by it. Like every cutscene that happened, I was enjoying seeing it kind of brought me back to the, the, those old age of cartoons i mean the way they just kind of animated the characters if, if anything else if not for the dialogue i just wanted to see the characters animated which carries over onto the gameplay that is very similar to the original crash trilogy it's a 2d 2.5d platformer where you're in a linear path that's sometimes 2d sometimes 3d bouncing on crates you got the tnt the red tnt crates so you jump on them they have three seconds to explode then you have the green tnt crates where you should not touch them or else you'll get your butt blown to smithereens and of course you mentioned the fruits collecting enough wampa fruits although in the original trilogy collecting enough wampa fruits would give you an extra life and here they've made something different with the progression that is with the gems now gems were extra collectibles that were introduced since the second crash game there are more incentives to keep playing and to get to those extra levels and to get 100 and here they the gems are excuse me obtained half of them by collecting enough Wamper fruits there's the 20 50 80 percent wampa fruits and then one collecting all the, or breaking all the crates and then one getting through a level without dying or would dying less than three times throughout the stage and then one finding that hidden gem located around the level so you got six gems or about six gems each of the uh there there are several levels but i think there are about a hundred of them the game is longer than each of the crash games it's like as long i would say as the entire trilogy combined it's got plenty of levels going on it's not terribly long i wouldn't say it's like super super long like it's 20 hours or anything but no which i played the original crash trilogy they are each of those games they're pretty short so combine this it would it it makes the length of like an eight to ten hour what what, what were you laughing
1: i'm laughing at me because
0: because you're a goofball
1: because you said like it's not something long 20 hours and i was like i don't know a game that i haven't spent at least 20 hours on i saw him beating yet
0: well there are plenty of games that are 20 (laughs) hours long i mean (laughs) rp
1: like i've i'm sure i've spent way too long in games (laughs) like i'm sure it got over 20 hours and i haven't beat yet so
0: well that's the thing with games today is that i heard there was an interview where a developer saying that yeah the studios they only want games that are at least 15 to 20 hours long like you can't make an 8 to 20 or 8 to 10 hour long game or else then i don't know but apparently these guys did because i beat it in I think about nine or 10 hours, not getting a hundred percent, but I'll, I'll get to that. It's a normal link game. There's people make big deal. Like if there are people who judge the quality of a game based on how long it is, which I think is really crazy. But I would say
1: like that whole thing, like that, it depends on your skill level and like what you're actually, you know, I mean, even, even if it's going for any percent, it still depends on your skill level and like what your track record with
0: yeah catching on to whatever
1: you're supposed to
0: do yeah but anyway yeah so it's the length of all three of those games combined there's plenty of bonus stages you get them from these flashback tapes you find in each of the levels which require you to not die once prior to finding them or else then they go invisible you have to replay the level again but basically they would get you to these puzzle-like stages where it's just you and a bunch of crates and the puzzle is trying to see if you can uh, get through the end of the level just jumping on crates the whole time and trying to balance on crates because there's plenty of bonus challenges I mean, the the other thing that returns from the original trilogy are these bonus stages. You go up the side, there's a question mark. It transports you to another part of the level where you're solving a puzzle to try to get all all the crates while getting to the end. And yeah, each challenge is progressively more difficult. So those flashback tapes are more or less an extension of the bonus levels you see just a little longer than that and uh the other extra levels you will run across Throughout the game, you are able to play as other characters besides Crash or Coco. Now, through the whole game, you could switch between either Crash or Coco to play th- through any levels. But there are some extra stages throughout the story where you run into Taiwan, Dingo Dao, and then later on Neo Cortex, and you get to play as them in sort of these... And sort of these like little side story stages where you'll get into the certain level where a certain thing happens throughout the stage and Crash or Coco's like, huh, how did that happen? So there's a stage specifically for you playing as this character to find out how... That scene, in particular, say a ship blows up. Okay, how did that ship blow up? Well, here's a stage where you're playing as Neocortex and you're discovering how he blew up the ship, which then the second half goes back to Crash or Coco finishing off the rest of the stage laid out differently than it was before. Uh, so it's an interesting thing to kind of add on to the game. I mean, for the most part, you played the previous three crash games it is it is very similar to crash 2 for the most part i mean the the moves that crash or coco has and all that i mean it, you'll feel right at home and, I, and that's why my little brother loved it so much because it felt exactly like the original crash games which is good because There is some fun to the 2.5D platforming when you get past the parts where it's trying way too hard to be the hardest thing ever. When it's just focusing on the ideas where it has with the level design of the different crate types they have there are new crates uh, they introduce such as crates that give you so many wampas or crates that will uh catch on fire and so you have to make sure you hit them when they're not on fire and then there are crates where they're invisible so you have to flip some time switches in order to uh temporarily activate them or the other big difference here besides the crates are the mass this game has four additional tiki mass you'll run across and each of them have their own powers one having you switch between di- two dimensions another having you glide with the spin attack and having a stronger spin attack the later you'll get ones where you can uh, sp- flip upside down or flip between two uh gra- or, or gravity uh, spaces of gravity and then there's one where you can slow down time so there are these four masses all together what
1: i just okay i i have seen a stream of someone trying to play and i i i remember the part where i was like what's happening it's like you slow down time in order to get across this little barrel thing yeah
0: yeah there i mean there are plenty of levels throughout that will take advantage i mean you're going you're going through snow uh fortress you're going through china you're going through a neon city you're going through a space station there's so many different locations that i'm in different dimensions and time periods crash i mean you go to a desert and then after a couple levels you fight off a boss and half of the bosses or most of them are returning villains. From the original trilogy uh, with new things that they've got up their sleeve. The boss fights, they're they're great. Like each one of them, they have their own little patterns you have to avoid, their own little weak spots, and their own little strategies you gotta get through. And they're a lot of fun. The the villains, they also spat out a lot of trash talk, kind of encouraging you to kick their butts. uh, you, You know, the the Classic villains uh, from Crash. The some of them I I forgot their names, but one really loves chemicals, and he's from the first game where he just mix up uh, chemicals together. Eventually, turns into basically the Hulk. <laughs> and very
1: interesting. Okay,
0: he's voiced by I think uh, the the voice actor of Brain from Picking the Brain. <gasps> oh uh, <a> snap! <laughs> yeah, no, like his, cool. I like his dialogue. Like he's like, "Hey, Crash, what have you been up to?" Uh, you know me, I just been mixing potions, smelling potions, testing potions, uh, sleeping in bed with potions, doing all. <laughs> no, he didn't say that part, but they make fun of the, the stereotype they had in the original trilogy. So, I mean, they, they have fun with the dialogue in this, even though now the times is it. I mean, towards the second half there's a part where end gets a girlfriend it comes out of nowhere like when, when you find engage uh he's with uh, one of the bad guys from crash team racing and he finds this uh female engage and uh they're just flirting with each other the whole time mm, i love the way you feel so evil yes let's take over the galaxy together and i'm that the whole time like <laughs> No, th- no, they're literally making flirty faces at each other, like, mm-hmm, I-, I like your staff. Oh, I like your staff too. And I- I'm just looking oh, okay. at them, like, wow. where the heck did you come from? Because she just comes out of nowhere halfway through the game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not it's a great Rin story. And there was a part where, like, Neocortex, she he turns good and only to turn bad again for no reason and I'm like okay well all right at least the game is having fun with itself even when it's not making sense I definitely appreciate that
1: the game is having fun with itself
0: oh yeah it does it does and another thing is for Something that is aimed at a family audience, there's some cursing in Crash War. There's a part where Dingo Dial, he, uh, drops a swear word when his diner explodes. I mean, this is not even a spoiler. This is when the gameplay trailers, where they introduced Dingo Dial and his old plot. He-, he said a swear word, and I looked at my cat, and I'm like, Oh, cover your ears! Cover your ears! Daddy, what are you doing? What's
1: going on? Wow. Okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> Um, but she
0: is my baby she doesn't need to hear those words
1: (laughs) well i used to get repeat it
0: (laughs) she might in her in her meowing
1: oh my goodness you're like meow you
0: (laughs) wow uh, young ma'am don't you dare say that to me (laughs) but there's plenty of things to enjoy and yet This game still falls in the trappings of stuff that I didn't think holds well with Crash. And it goes back to the game trying to advertise itself as being super difficult. Like the developers even said in the trailer, uh, we made all these masks so we can throw super hard challenges at the player. Or super ridiculous challenges at the player and when we get to the later parts of this the game some of those levels are just not fun and i'm not saying this because oh i'm a i'm a ca- i'm a filthy casual and i need everything to be easy i mean they try to make things a little fair like there's for those who like to play the old retro way you can play it with the lives or you could play it where you just if you die you just respawn at a layer checkpoint so they give that option and i'm not saying like oh i i don't like the whole lives thing it's just that with some of the levels being super sadistic and just throwing all types of deadly traps in a split second, meaning that you have to have super like unbelievably fast reflexes in some of these stages or else then uh, your butt is kicked and you have to restart the next uh or the last checkpoint and there were some stages i just didn't feel like that were fair they they were fun because they were just focused on just trying to be the hardest thing ever now i still i eventually beat them but there were certain parts of this game where i died like at least 50 times like yeah there are some crazy hard levels in in this game and not in even in a good way just like okay the way to make this fun is let's just throw all these all these traps and all these things that come at you super quick i mean there's this whole anti-gravity level where there are green tnt crates you don't see until like right as they come and but you have to react super fast to the mass that you've got or else then you blow up or you fall off the edge or s- something else happens and you miss the shot i just don't find that fun there are people who do i mean there are people
1: surprise yeah.
0: yeah there are people who are like man if, if, if this game is hard then it's basically good and there are people who tell me that yeah mario galaxy mario odyssey isn't good because it's too way too easy i'm like
1: uh it's Okay, I was like, that. that's its so an awesome, I mean, in terms of the game, but I was like, to say that it's not good because it's not difficult? I mean, there's still a lot of... Well, this is probably fairly difficult, but anyways.
0: Well, they... they... There are people who base the quality on the game based on how difficult it is, and that's just not me. It, with uh, Mario Galaxy, and why I kind of prefer that platformer over Crash is that Mario Ga- Actually, when I talked about Mario Galaxy, I, I gushed about like how much it keeps inviting you to continue playing the game because every few stars you get, you just um you branch out to more uh, levels to try, and some of those are super hard themselves like not all of them are like really easy just the main path story is is, you know not not terribly difficult but they still provide a lot of fun just a lot of imaginative game design going on and same with odyssey odyssey has got some ridiculously difficult levels post game but you know through the main campaign it just focuses on giving you a great time and And beautiful visuals yeah oh well there's that too and this game is like well giving you a great time is also giving you a hard time and to me it's like no you give you give me a hard time you just give me a hard time and not only that but where i will have to say i still think crash 3 warp is the best crash game is crash 3 warp had all these collectibles you need again that would unlock more stages And another thing is the challenge in it was fair. They didn't throw, I mean, they throw some hard stages later, but they didn't throw any things that were, that was just meant to pull your hair out. And I don't mean this in the same way as like Cuphead. Cuphead is super hard too, but there's a lot of the things with the the boss fight designs that make it still incredible to play, even though, yeah, it's an unbelievably hard game. But this, it's like, no, the the boss fights, they're fun. And they're actually not super difficult, but it's the stages in between where they just throw all these traps. To them, that's great, but I mean... To me, it's just, no, you're just throwing things at me. And I'm like, all right. And then there's the collectibles here. So what happens when you get all the gems? Well, you unlock costumes for uh, Crash or Coco to dress up as. Which is fine. Those are cool costumes. But with uh, Crash 3 allowing you to access new stages from working hard on these uh, collectibles, on these gems, on these relics... And also having just kind of balanced difficulty and with. Crash War being super hard at certain places, and all of your rewards are purely cosmetic. It leads to less incentive for me to want to like a hundred percent because all that hair pulling to get through these difficult stages, and I just unlock a suit that I may or may not feel interested in and dressing Crash up as. And be honest, I just kind of ignored a lot of the costumes. I think it's cool to have customization on your character but for one, I guess maybe I'm also spoiled with Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remaster where they gave you deep customization. You got to customize their shoes and their socks and everything and give different colors and all that. Crash a few I mean you got quite a few costumes but they're all from getting through all these super ridiculously hard levels to get all these gems or these relics. not enough. Yeah, not being worth it. I got it. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I don't think it's the best. And the, the fact of trying to appeal to fans of the first crash and then fans of the third crash, I kind of would have liked it better if they kind of if they moved forward instead of try to move forward and back at the same time. So
1: out of ten stars, you would give it a what?
0: It's weird because I still enjoyed myself. The one thing that I that, that made me want to replay some of the levels that I, I did enjoy is this in inverted stages. So after you complete the levels you can try to go through them again, but where the second time there's a difference going on, like either they'll be underwater or they'll be on ice or there'll be some really trippy ways of playing the game, such as everything being in darkness and you have to light everything up by continuously spinning and the music kind of playing itself backwards. It's a really cool way to experiment with replaying other stages to get more gems i mean the gem parts aren't the things i'm crazy about but it's just the fact of playing them in a different way i just find to be really cool it, i i would give it's it like a good a stamp seven? yeah because I, I, it's between a seven and eight i'll I'd, I'd say for die hard crash fans for people who love the original crash trilogies it's like an eight or a nine or even a 10 for those who are like yeah i like crash it's but it's not that amazing then yeah it's kind of a seven it's pretty good in fact if they make more crash games i'd be like okay let's see what crash 5 is about although at the end they did uh let you know that the guy who voices aku aku he uh, passed away this year so what they do with that character that will be something i I don't know what will happen with that he was great in that as uh, Aku Aku even though he didn't have a large role in, in fact the mass uh, Aku Aku and Uka 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 just basically passes out the beginning of the game you never hear from him again
1: <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: So uh, that was kind of interesting because he people I think he would turn out to be a loved villain, and I guess they didn't have anything for him, so they're like, you know what, never mind. Yeah, Mel Winker is the was the voice Aku, Aku in the uh, later. Crash games but he died this year which is unfortunate yeah I, I liked it I, hey if you like Crash I, I don't see why you shouldn't get it now let's talk about a game that isn't as successful as Crash that Marvel Avengers which when we talked about it I was kind of concerned but you're like yeah Marvel I can't wait to play this game I watched
1: someone playing like a good chunk of it
0: yeah well he might be one of the only people who played a good chunk of it Because according to the player data, player base for Marvel Avengers keeps rapidly dropping, not even slowly dropping, like pummeling down ever since after the first week of release. And now there are less than a thousand players on this game, which is bad for a multiplayer uh, game like this
1: okay fair but at the same time more things keep coming out and like Genshin has taken over a lot of, well, a lot of streams <laughs> I this, say that much.
0: <laughs> this is what we're going to kind of talk about is like why did it not take off because you're thinking well marvel hey they made Great success in the movie space. And and that's Marvel Spider-Man game. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I think that sold well too. So yeah, why didn't this game take off? It actually goes beyond just Genshin Impact. And there's a reason why Genshin Impact took off and this didn't. For one, there was issues going on with this game as soon it was revealed. Because people made a big deal about the look of the Avengers. I, I mean, the constant reference people... Have for the look of the characters in the Marvel Avengers trailers is that they look like party I mean, like actor
1: portrayal they, versus they, the... they,
0: they, they look like Party City adventures uh, Wait, what's
1: Party City?
0: <laughs> like like cheap knockoffs of the like the the Asylum versions of the Marvel Avengers the and
1: Asylum the- like they are need mental health like i don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> No, no the 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 people who worked on the sharknado movies and worked on all the movie knockoffs
1: they in movie knockoffs what
0: yeah yeah
1: um are you are you i don't, I don't know if you're messing with me now <laughs>
0: No, I'm I'm not, but I just love that you're confused at at this.
1: Never heard of this.
0: Hey, time to get educated. They're a real studio. okay. Yeah, they they made they made Troll uh, which is a knockoff of uh, Troll uh, DreamWorks Trolls, and they had uh, Dick Van Dyke and Ja Rule in it.
1: What? No, oh yeah, this
0: is true. <laughs> we did a review on it on the podcast we even have a separate review on on, on uh, crazy bad movies we, we t- talked about we me and my sunday school friend from church lauren we watched all hour and 10 15 minutes of that movie you can see for free it was that's ghoulish, funny movie. oh no it's a ghoulish looking film uh, but well,
1: this means creepy
0: yeah it is because all it's the characters stuff. are animated like this hey we gotta go save the troll land okay
1: their arms are flailing is that what that? yeah is?
0: their arms are flailing they they look like they they, they have yeah yeah you should look at the trailer i'm not kidding you should look at the trailer of it they okay these characters are animated all weird and it it looks horrendous and there's There's so many things I could get into into it, but this is about Marvel Avengers. Okay. (laughs) But the (gasps) thing that I'm trying to make is yeah they look like cheap knockoffs of the movie characters people have come to know and love and that's what people had a problem with is like hey you're, you're trying to make it look like the movies but yeah they're not they don't look like the marvel characters in the movies what what the heck is going on here and that was something they weren't able some to, of them do that's the confusion that people had from the beginning are you trying to make this look like the ones we've seen on the big screen or are you not because they kind of look like them but then oh because it's
1: not like okay
0: yeah like that's the whole thing is like okay what are you trying to do with the way these Avengers look
1: like first uh, off I remember like you can tell obviously Black Widows as well kind of the female at that and that yeah. point that you meet them uh, yeah. but it's kind of like who is this person they're supposed to be Stark what oh yeah okay yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, that was kind of funny though
0: yeah And then you have them all voiced by video game actors who have voiced a thousand characters because they, they made a big deal about that too. Tony Stark is voiced by nolan north i'm like nolan north voices every video game character ever okay well, how is that exciting you can
1: just say a lot it's not every video game character
0: well, he, he's got like almost 500 <laughs> roles i bet like he's voiced so many characters he's done, it's he's not special not having him be one of the leading guys especially for marvel he's voiced deadpool for a long time so Yeah, they they try to make that exciting. And then one of the big things they advertised when they revealed Marvel's Avengers is by the way, this online multiplayer game, they won't have loot boxes. No loot boxes in Marvel's Avengers. And then just a couple weeks after that presentation, but it will have microtransactions so that threw people off is that whole miscommunication of like okay are you are you gonna try to put extra monetati- monetization in this game or are you not it, and the other thing is that the people are crystal dynamics they really took the license for grand hey we got marvel license it's gonna be a huge hit no matter what yeah marvel is a popular brand but when you throw in all these things that people are kind of sick of is like hey it's a It's a live service, kind of like Destiny. You're going to have those raids. The game is going to be split up into different parts, and you're going to have to wait like weeks or months for the next uh, chapter of the game and have some more playable characters. The reason why you had such a high popularity with Genshin Impact, let's take Genshin Impact for example. Why did that take off immediately? Well, for one, Genshin Impact. Well, yeah, it's free. And Marvel's Avengers is 60 bucks. But also, Genshin Impact t- puts you in this very sprawling open world. Like, already a world that feels like it's got things going on. Instead of, like okay, you got this area, the next areas, they'll be available in two or three months. And we're all, yeah, and by the way, every raid, we're gonna just put you in the same empty hallway, fight these same bad guys over and over again. Genshin Impact doesn't do that. It, it puts you in this world, just all these crazy creatures, just a lot of hours to play through and to get through all these boss fights, just to discover what the next area would, would be like. You have a complete game, and I think that's what some of these live services that have not been successful, don't see is that you can't just be successful on the idea, you've got to have a game ready and they did not they've basically told uh, advertise this will be a huge game all this all these things you could do all this this deep customization all these characters there's so much going on and then you find out oh wait no there isn't a lot going on all that they've advertised it's gonna happen down the road but the game that we paid 60 bucks for isn't everything it's just bits and parts of the thing that will eventually get at some point and studios need to stop thinking this way i mean this isn't even the first game that flopped i mean a popular one is bioware's anthem bioware tried to make a open world live service rpg and that game tanks so hard that they're even having to rebuild it like they shut everything down to or they're going to shut everything down to try to remake the entire game to try to work things out and there are some or there's some live service games where they start off. With nothing, and then they took two years or two or three years, and they finally became the game that they originally promised. Now to a big success, I don't know, but you could take No Man's Sky for example. Uh, See if these has pulled itself back around. There are some multiplayer online live service games that have been able to change things for the better. For and real players back in. But the problem with Crystal Dynamics is that they're they were betting on people playing this for months and months on end just because it's Marvel. I mean Marvel's got a lot of material to mine off from. And the fact that from what I've hear from all these reviews and all these people who played it, that you barely put anything in. It's like okay, well if you barely put anything in, then you're not giving Players, a reason to keep coming back. I, I mean, maybe it might be successful, but I mean, what do you think?
1: I <laughs> remember, yeah, because I was watching one of my streamer person people. He said, wait, Streamer person you." Like,
0: <laughs> wait, wait, you just said he's white? All right, uh right, go on. What? <laughs> I thought you said the streamer person people who is white. I'm like,
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, he is, but that's not, that wasn't even no. relevant. I just mean, okay so it was that it was funny because he said like we're in the last like stage of the game we but uh i forget which character it was but maybe it was a hulk or something just learned a new move that we're supposed to use on the boss and we're like wait what why is that a thing so i, I guess I, um, that that was kind of strange
0: well yeah it, and- it's this whole thing about grinding which is another thing that hey you know what might- you keep grinding for all these things, and, or or pay up money. Which they said that all the microtransactions are just co- cosmetic, but the whole thing about progression, I, I heard that yeah, the, the progression is very grindy. It's very much like Destiny. The 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 comparisons of this is this is just Destiny, but with Marvel characters. And okay,
1: I don't okay, I'm, I'm confused by this. It's like I played Destiny too. I mean, I haven't played the original, but. Like,
0: Wait, I thought you hated shooters.
1: If there's no gore, I'm cool you're, with it. you're confused. There's no, like, shooting at actual people, like humans.
0: Well, you are. Um, you are. The, there's uh, is uh, like no. a match where you're shooting no, at their guardians. Nope, they're aliens. Okay. Well, they there's, have wives. They have families.
1: They're not. Anyways, that's my... <laughs> there's no gore. That's the core of it, okay? And, okay. like, it's, it's just, it's trading
0: uh well what if what if there's like no so what if there's a mod in doom eternal where there's no gore would you play that in doom yeah where somebody modded the game to remove all the blood and the and the guts and everything
1: i've heard of doom but i just i've just classified it as something i should not play so i don't actually know what it is
0: (laughs) the i mean i know demons who are not real people
1: okay maybe yeah
0: okay yeah the reason why people compare it to destiny is the for one, like, the whole raids. That When I saw footage of the game, I was like, okay, they're fighting robots in this area that reminds me of a place I was in in the first Destiny. Because it's just this empty... So I thought
1: you were going to say X-Men because that was yeah,
0: yeah this, else. Yeah, this hallway with, with all these robots you have to beat up. I'm like, yeah, I, I can see the comparisons. And then I look at the progression where... How the skills and every... Some of the... uh attachments you put on the character customization it's exactly like destiny and the whole life service element. because that was a problem i had with De- the original destiny when i played is they're all all this ambition all this thought of okay this is a big sprawling world just full of all these different things going on and then you play destiny it's like no it's uh just a kind of eh, first person shooter with just a wave of enemies to fight, grind up for this loot that you get and do the whole thing over again, go through these raids. And that's what, from what I hear, is what Marvel's Avengers is. It's more of a live service than it does feel like a adaptation of... I mean, they made a big deal out of... Uh, miss marvel and having uh modok as the villain and for my heroes like hey you want part two it, coming soon with uh hawkeye v- eventually will come here and you gotta stop doing that you gotta stop like promising people a full game will eventually come because you're not always going to have that success where a game's gonna eventually find its player base lead to years of success there are plenty of uh, online service games that just died off because they failed at th- Take off originally. And as you mentioned, Genshin Impact, this is coming out not just before Genshin Impact, but after Fall Guys. After Among Us, uh, which came out in 2018 and is right now one of the most popular games out there,
1: I mean, it was crazy. But, I mean, I read that there was some some big streamer that started playing it, and that's how it all came these memes
0: it. came out, and that's how everybody got attached to uh, Among Us. It's funny. Uh, this small indie game from two years ago has m- way more players than Marvel's Avengers. It's Ouch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the, accessibility and cheapness and...
0: Well, well, the, it's not just accessibility, but it's that these games, they came out complete. You play Fall Guys, you play a complete game. That does have more content coming in. It is a live service, but it gave you complete game from the start. Uh, I mean, you could even look at Apex Legends. Gave you a complete game. I mean, yeah, they took a while to have the post-launch updates, but when you first played the game, it was complete Among Us it is a complete game and even genshin impact it is a complete game and that is the biggest reason why this failed this was very incomplete and had way too and thought way too high of itself which is a, a huge issue when you you expect you're going to have a massive success just by the license that you're sharing and not from the quality of the product that you put out So in a way, I I kind of wasn't surprised with the way it went after I had some concerns. And now I feel like I'm glad I didn't uh, drop down $60 because I feel like I would have wasted all that. The fact that the player base is already shrinking and shrinking. The question is, are they going to be able to pull themselves back up? I'm going to predict no. And the reason I say that, because not just of what we talked about with all these other games taking off to big success, but also you got the next gen consoles coming out the ps5 and the xbox series x now they just recently came out and said yeah you can upgrade you can upgrade uh, your version of marvel's avengers for free so if you got bought it on ps4 or xbox one you can get it on ps5 or xbox series x for free and run it like that but if you didn't the game is likely going to cost 70 dollars because of the price raise going on. And knowing how little content is in this game, and you see all these other games that cost $70 that have got more things going on, people are going to be like, yeah, I just I just can't afford something that is eventually someday going to be the game that I originally promised. I don't want to waste my time on that. And then you got other Marvel games that are going to take more attention. I mean, you got the Miles Morales Spider-Man spinoff later this year, and there's probably a, a Spider-Man, insomniac spider-man 2 coming out soon there might be some more marvel games in the works but yeah I, I just think this game is gonna get lost and buried
1: well i hope that they would learn something from it i mean because technically as long as you learn from it it's not a complete waste even though obviously there were hours and hours and hours put into it you know from all the people but well
0: yeah well... learning point <laughs> That's the thing. You would hope that with, with games like Anthem and and what's another one? Division Two, all, all these live service games that try to bank themselves on, oh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That's another great example. That one bombed for Ubisoft and put them in hot water. Besides, of course, the things that are- come out about their company later but besides the point back to ubisoft ubisoft still trying trying to go with the live service games i mean they've got their own battle rail and they're trying to make a live service out of watchdogs and assassin's creed i bet I, I mean you got the the dlc and all the updates and microtransactions and special editions i mean companies are still trying to take a crack at it with this live service stuff and i I mean, I hope people learn, but I I think you're only gonna learn when you lose a lot of money off of it, and you lose a lot, of, a lot of goodwill, and you have to try to get it back. And the way to get back is by listening. I think they're only gonna learn when it, if this game doesn't bring itself back up to having a, a dedicated player base. Because if if this game gets successful in a year or two, they'll be like, oh, okay, well then we just release our games like this. It's perfectly fine. That's why they're still thinking. I mean, I, maybe it's because. Some of these other live service games eventually found their player base. That's what's given them this thought like, okay, we can release a game not finished and then years later it'll be the thing that everybody wants. I just think that's a terrible mindset to go with. In short, just don't buy Marvel vendor. Get Genshin Impact for free or whatever. (laughs) Or whatever. Uh, now on to the rest of it. Speaking of things that have not been going too well, and this one's a little unfortunate, but Level 5 reportedly ends North American operations. Level 5 is a Japanese role-playing game company, mostly under Sony, but recently they've had games that have been uh, under multiple platforms. But the most critical claim they've gotten, at least out of the most recent year was Nino Kuni, which is this RPG kind of in the spirit of a Hayao Miyazaki movie. It's even kind of collaborated by Studio Ghibli, but it's about a little boy who go whistle gets whistled away to this fantasy world of little creatures and tries to find out, or at least this is the first game, tries to find out what's going on and befriends this cute little creature with a lamp Under his nose, and the gameplay is kind of like Pokemon a bit, because you see all these creative, cute little creatures that you would either fight or try to tame, and then get to be on your side uh, along with your main character having things too. And it it would just be this cute little fantasy adventure. I only played the demo of Nino Cooney, so I guess I'm part of the problem because the reason why they ended North American release is well nino cooney did not take off neither the first or the sequel which is unfortunate because i i was always like you know i'm gonna get around to playing nino cooney and i guess well i i screwed up they closed their doors on the americans and the pandemic i mean i'm not gonna say the pandemic didn't lead to a toll i mean the pandemic has been affecting the economy everywhere businesses everywhere and even the gaming industry even though the gaming industry out of all businesses has been able to keep itself going the most there's still an impact
1: sure. yeah mm-hmm.
0: and definitely
1: especially with that wrapper there
0: Oh, yeah, we'll get to him. But, yeah, unfortunately, it hit this uh, company, and uh, they're still going, but just that all of their games from this point on will be in Japanese Japanese release only. Unless if something works out and they're able to get a Western release on a game, but they've ended operations and their North American division, which is... Really sad. There's no indication though. They they don't actually have uh. There's no indication as to why Level Five shutting down outside Japan. But employees from Abbey location were given any every indication the studio would be ceasing operations. Only a couple employees remain to maintain day to day operations while Level Five focuses attention on the Japanese office. Another franchise Level Five has been known for is this game series called Yoki Watch, which. Eventually spun it itself into an anime series. And Yoki Wash is interesting. Yeah. Yoki Wash is also kind of like Pokemon Away. Uh, both of these games kind of have all these like really cute creatures that you either you befriend or you uh tame or whatever uh, and unfortunately again i only played the demo of nino cootie but i always wanted to play the full game and it's it's sad this this ceased operations because i do like level five studios they make some great rpgs another one from the ps2 era is rogue galaxy which is this uh kind of a action-based rpg set in this sort of space western area where you know it's this typical thing of becoming the chosen one but the world and the gameplay was just so interesting and it became a uh, great hit for uh, at least at least it was a uh, great game critically that uh, sony just kept on re-releasing it on the psn store for people to download then they came out with white knight chronicles which i thought was horrible that was the ps that was a ps3 rpg which did not make any sense whatsoever but it was a rpg where it it tried to be an mmo at the same time and it was the gameplay or the combat was just so badly programmed to where the enemies have an advantage over you no matter what, and the story was bad. The voice acting was horrendous. It was it, it, terrible. They tried to have a sequel with it, and then they gave up on it. Like, yeah, White Knight Chronicles. This this is not for us. And Nino Cooney was just something great for them because it, it was. Again, like an interactive Hayao Miyazaki movie, like Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle. It kind of brought back to some of those and just sort of an interactive gaming experience. It's so great. Uh, it did have a Netflix movie. That Netflix movie is not very good. The games itself, I thought, at least from what I played, I wish I played more of it. Yeah, it's sad this didn't take off. There are some brilliant Japanese rpgs that don't get a lot of attention and that that's what happens they just give up on america because i don't know i I guess the the similarities it has with pokemon i don't there are some people are like no i I only want pokemon i don't want anything like pokemon how dare you be something like pokemon a little bit even though it's not exactly completely like pokemon but has some similar things to it i guess that's what turned people I don't I, I really don't know what the real answer is because I heard when the first game came out it was raved people loved it so I'm like okay well I thought this would be a, a success so I, I guess I guess not as much. But the people who did play it said it was awesome, and I liked the demo of what I played. Yeah, quite sad. And Ryan was like, Go, oh, I never heard of it, so screw them.
1: I, yeah, I was like, I, I really don't know much about it, so can't really speak to that.
0: Well, you, you contributed to, well, I, I did too. We, we were both at fault.
1: Wait, at fault.
0: Well, well, are you saying that Neato Cootie sucks? Was,
1: <laughs> what are you, okay? I was saying, I, I don't know much about it so there wouldn't be anything I could say. Okay,
0: okay, let's get to the Pokemon guy who card who bought the card and then did the thing.
1: He's puppet boy two hundred
0: and <laughs> twenty dollars, uh twenty two hundred and twenty thousand dollars on this Pokemon card. And the rapper's name is Logic. Logic he's ex yes. rapper though. I've... He's he stopped rapping a while ago because he's How like, you? you want i have so much money on me i can buy anything including this rare I mean, that's childhood. totally
1: fair I, I i'm not like I'm exactly a fan of the music i can I'm buy, like, buy so I'm much heroin <laughs> what
0: i can buy i can buy so many drugs i can just get high the, okay and...
1: anyways so i was saying is that the only song i've heard
0: well, that's him. what rich people do they buy a lot of heroin
1: <laughs> i <I'll see>. anyway <laughs> b i didn't really like because it yeah, I, I don't do explicit things or set, listen to lyrics like that. So I.
0: So you find him a loser.
1: I didn't say that. I'm just saying that, that, that like, if he found is like, there you go. I don't need any more. We done. So okay. I'm gonna play video games all day. That's totally fine. Like I'm, it's perfect as yeah, long it, as he has good uh, emotes. We good.
0: Yeah, he's he's been he's been uh, in a great uh, spot to where he can just drop money. I guess. So he'd been on some rare Pokemon cards, rare. Charizard and and Raichu and and Charmander and all that stuff. He spent, yeah, as we said, the total price of $220,000 or $20,574. The auction was handled by Iconic Auctions on October 9th, 2020. The final bid came in at $183,812. Before the 20 percent buyer's premium was added in, bringing the record total as we know. Logic is no stranger to Pokemon cards. In fact, he recently purchased a twenty three thousand dollar box base box base set box, which he proceeded to pull. Yep, you guessed it, a holographic Charizard card. Although this was not the ultra rare first edition type, and he tweeted out, "Just opened up a twenty three k Pokemon base set box." only a few packs in but look what i pulled yolo meanwhile a lot of people are broke but hey you want not screw them let's get the p- <laughs> no do what you want with your money it, it's it's perfectly fine but we we don't know if we did if we had a billion dollars we always think about we're gonna give all of it to charity uh, we we don't I mean, really there's know there's
1: a that. section that like you, there, it's percentages like give stuff away Put your uh, what's I call like retirement fund and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Just like health and I mean it's all about percentages. That's the yeah,
0: yeah. That's key there. Yeah you spent 95 on them on pokemon cards no it's fine i'm pretty
1: sure there's more money there but uh, no
0: no no it's fine that's that would be something if you spend all of your money on a pokemon card and then and then uh you live in a trailer or something like well at least i got this blast toys or whatever it's called i
1: mean that's the values and stuff like you have to yeah what your priorities
0: are it's more valuable than in my marriage so (laughs) well you know i i i I, all i could say is congratulate to uh to him for finding his rare pokemon cards versus just First edition Charizard isn't the most expensive Pokemon card ever sold, though. The record still is held by the Japanese illustrator Pikachu card, which was sold for $233,000. I mean, what? If, I'd say do what you want with your money. And hey, if you feel happy that you got those cards, you're fine. I'm like, hey, you what? power to you. Yeah. Me, like personally, you I would not it. spend that much money on a Pokemon card or anything. If there's like, hey, a rare edition of a Lego piece, I'm like, okay, well, I'll... It's, it with the Lego piece, I'm, I don't really need that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm just not a collector, so it's like I, I don't have that perspective that collectors have.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is, it's definitely a lot of money for a one item that's like you can't really that, that can easily with. rip
0: apart and be destroyed. Like, yes, if your dog peed true. on it, it would be yeah.
1: But he he's the that he said that he didn't get to have that as a kid that's so more like that part of the nostalgia
0: yeah, is, yeah. So. It, it's that part of the nostalgia if you, it's it's called rich nostalgia sure yeah <laughs> yeah uh but yeah I, I mean hey congrats to him i done it's not something for me but th- there are people who are dedicated so i i have nothing against that I, I mean do what you want with your money is what i'd say just, uh, yeah. Under a last thing, Rock Band is back. Now, this is interesting because Harmonix, the guys who made Rock Band, they went through so many changes. Rock Band, when it first came out in 2007, it was a big competitor to Guitar Hero. Because, for one, you got a, a, quite a few instruments. It isn't just about the guitar. It's also about the drum player. It's also about the vocalist, And you just got, you have a full set of fake instruments to play on a PlayStation 3, Wii, Xbox 360, whatever platform, or PS2. I think they, they had a PS2 version of it. But regardless, it was a neat thing when it came out. And people really loved Rock Band and Guitar Hero back in the day. And then there came to be a point where... I guess people stop getting into it or they stop or paying for I I think what what got turned people off is having to pay for another fake guitar or fake uh, instrument controller each new game and because when you look at Rock Band Rock Band wasn't a 60 dollars game cuz you had to it was bundled up with all these instruments together so I think it would be I think Rock Band came in at like $120, 100, and, uh, somewhere around 100. But yeah, it's it, it's more pricier than a, than any other game, I guess. It fell off. So in the PS4 and Xbox One era, you just hardly heard from these types of games. And you'd think that okay, well, Harmonix being a company that built itself on Rock Band, it, it would be out of business considering Rock Band hasn't or it. it down hype but no they've been keeping themselves going and i commend uh harmonics for finding new ways to introduce people to uh, the the music or rhythm games, uh, so they they had a rock band or at least they had an a rhythm game that you could play on your iOS device, and I think that kind of helped them go. I mean, they did dance Dance Central. Oh, Drop Mix is one. They,
1: Drop Mix like DJ mixing. Yeah,
0: oh. they had they have quite a few like. Rhythm games that were not just about Rock Band. I mean, ro- oh, Rock Band Blitz is one. Rock Band VR. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, they worked on Guitar Hero as well. So okay. Well, for some reason, I for some reason I thought like uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band were made by two separate companies. No, never mind. What am I saying? But harmonics Harmonix keep itself going even when Guitar Hero was losing its uh, steam, and they actually have a new game coming out this year called Fuser. It's an like a new rhythm game they got going on that doesn't require instruments and again it's about dj playing so that would be interesting that's coming out in on november 10th for uh nintendo switch ps4 xbox one and windows i mean i commend them they they keep themselves alive and kicking now they got rock band four. rock band four is actually already that was their last rock band game from 2015 but they're confirming that it will also be on ps5 and xbox series x with all of the music, DLC, every every song that you've unlocked in the game, it, all that is going to be transferred over to the PS5 and Xbox Series X version, along with possibly new songs. But another thing that will be transferred is your instrument controllers. You don't have to buy a new one. You can keep your old instrument controllers, and they will be accessible to the new versions. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I like music. <laughs> I don't think I do things so. I don't know if I could do that exactly.
0: You don't know could to do that. why?
1: Huh? Why? Why I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I don't. Uh-huh. Like I, I might try. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I was an excellent at rock banners. although I, I'd spend most the rock band not really singing i would play the drums that's what i spend the most time with is the drum set i would sometimes play the guitar but i would almost never sing i would oh. i was always dr- uh, drum or just uh string to the beats uh okay. to each of the song. what
1: like for okay again, i didn't play this game a lot because it was like only at people's like houses slash, like wherever they're you know in college wherever they're staying so I remember doing the singing part and that was kind of my favorite it was that one or the drums and I would like figure out because I I do more ear drums when I listen to music than I do ear guitar and yeah (laughs) but yeah I love singing but not like didn't say I was any good at it
0: but still, it was it was a big. Th- it was such a big deal that rock band was even featured in movies. There was that Steven Spielberg film with uh, Shia LaBeouf called I Eagle Eye. Yeah, it was called Eagle Eye, and Shia LaBeouf got shot for uh, uh rock band. Yeah, it was at the end of the movie where he 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 got shot to save his kid from an exp- exploding bomb that was gonna destroy or kill off a whole uh, a class of people and at the end of the movie he's like hey hey sport why don't you try some rock band and he just brought out like a big box containing the game rock band and uh, his son was like rock band yay so they there was some big promotional material about it now th- that movie wasn't very good uh, and th- that I mean I mean Shia Buff spent a lot of time screaming as he does in a lot of his movies but
1: a lot of time screaming
0: well, yeah, like Transformers. <laughs> yeah, you spend a lot of time going, oh, what is
1: this, good? What is this thing? <laughs> what is the Decepticons! Oh, I save me! I don't know what words you're saying, but yeah, that was interesting.
0: That yeah, happened in Eagle Eye, too. It was like, oh, I am, I am, Where's the bomb? Uh, it was about this, like, <laughs> pro-gay eye, like, saying, I know your every move. I can see everything. You're gonna do everything I tell you, or else, children or your, uh, son dies or something like that it's a it's a really dumb movie but anyway i don't i brought that up specifically for rock band yeah that was back in the day where they just promote the heck out of games that would be they kind of still do today but that, that was that was just one big ad for Rock Band at the end of the movie. Today, Harmonix is just not as big, but I'm glad they're, they're still alive and kicking. And they got Fuser coming out in just a month. So, maybe this will spike people's interest back into Rock Band. I, I I guess it's just that the whole thing about things going digital, it's kind of... I, I mean... There are people who love physical copies and plenty of people love physical copies. But the whole industry is trying to shift itself to digital and trying to make everything be virtual and all that. So to have like these physical toy instruments in the house, I mean, there are some people like that. Some people are like, oh, no, this is too much space. It's too much work. I I don't want all that. I, I think this, it's, I, I'm kind of curious how this will turn out. I mean, if Harmon- Harmonix is still a stable company and still, making success in some ways out of their games i mean there's probably hope and chance for this rock band 4 remaster to work well i mean the only thing is we'll just have to find out i mean we'll even find out with fuser uh i'm i'm curious about fuser i I might try to review that but well i I don't i don't know for sure but what we're saying is is that i like harmonics as a company they're very interesting what they try to do so all things work out and uh that is uh or do you have anything else you want to say nope okay just uh sound no and that's all we got on the show uh this what
1: thanks for joining us today
0: okay thanks and see you later next week i will be talking about a game i p- backed on pick or i almost said pickstarter kickstarter pedal crash it's a uh little uh, puzzle party uh, multiplayer game inspired by a few things but i uh you know i'm playing the heck out of it i will uh get my thoughts next week and we'll talk about uh, genshin impact you said you were going to play it and talk yes. about yes it's
1: it's yes yes
0: yes well well, we'll hear all about it next week. Uh, until then, of course, find Hermione or her her, her, her Hermione uh,
1: A-T-R-M-I-O-N-E. 617.
0: 617. Yes. Twitch.tv. Yeah, twitch. Flash. Flash. You can that. find this on several platforms. Pond Press is on so many podcast platforms. And it's also on Facebook and Instagram on Pond Press. It's also on Twitter at chasepond 64 It's also got a Reddit at PondsPress. It's also got a YouTube at PondsPress. It's also got a refrigerator at PondsPress. It's also got...
1: And now he's gone off the end okay
0: he's <laughs> and, and also got a, a house at ponds press but yeah Till next time uh, take care Hi. oh, oh, oh uh, linktree slash po- or ponds press is where you find all the. it's well.
1: technically l-i-n-k-t-r dot ee slash ponds press
0: it's right. linktree darn it okay anyway yes love you lady and bye yeah.